0: efforts on keeping the population safe by looking once more at the rules governing places where people meet socially, but said that there would not be a reintroduction of the recent firebreak lockdown. Instead, the changes will be targeted and focused. He announced that cinemas, bowling alleys and other indoor entertainment venues will close and that there will be more stringent regulations introduced to govern the hospitality industry, and that will be announced on Monday. The new restrictions will come into force next Friday, December the 4th. He said Here in Wales, we need to use the coming weeks to reduce the spread of the virus and create more headroom before Christmas. Confirmed cases of coronavirus have risen by 117 in the Hewalthar Health Board area on Friday, November 27th, as per Public Health Wales figures. There have been 31 new cases of COVID-19 in Pembrokeshire, a further 22 have been recorded in Ceredigion and 64 in Carmarthenshire. Another two people have died in the Hewalthar area with coronavirus, and the total number is now at one hundred and ten a sixty-three year old disabled woman from pembroke dock has been left reeling after receiving a spate of indecent phone calls her ordeal began when she received an obviously fraudulent call from scammers purporting to be from microsoft when evelyn orr challenged the caller and disconnected the call she thought that would be the end of it But it was just the beginning. In the hours that followed, she was subjected to abusive and offensive calls and voice messages from several different numbers, all, Evelyn believes, originating in the Republic of Ireland. Evelyn said, I have reported the incident to the police and to my phone company, but I just want to warn other people about this disgusting scam. If anyone receives scam calls, they should also report them to their phone company. Offensive or abusive phone calls are illegal and should be reported to the police on 101 homeless people could be given shelter in pods as the council awards a contract to a specialist company turning former shipping containers into homes a delegated decision has been made by the director of social services and cabinet member for housing to award a contract to iso spaces southwest Limited for the provision of eight pre-constructed accommodation units, or pods. Each pod includes two units of one-bedroom self-contained accommodation with a living kitchen, dining area and separate bathroom. The Cornwall-based company specialises in creating award-winning bespoke modular buildings from recycled shipping containers and has created emergency housing for local authorities such as Cardiff, Ealing and in Cornwall. A Pembrokeshire County Council spokesman said the intention is to have them in place before the end of March 2021. Mufford Haven Councillor Stephen Joseph has championed the use of pods or temporary buildings to support homeless people, especially those caught up in a cycle of sofa surfing for some time, and he welcomed the news. And finally, a Christmas call to make sure there's a special sparkle on the streets of Narbeth this festive season has gone out from the Town Council. The Council has launched the Shine Initiative on its Facebook page to encourage residents to make an extra effort in lighting up their homes. Town Mayor Chris Walters said, As we switch on our festive Christmas lights around the town, we are asking residents to join us in decorating their windows and houses to bring some holiday cheer. It could be as little as putting up a string of battery fairy lights or lighting up their windows or going full-on with decorating their whole house with festive display. The choice is completely theirs. Those taking part are also welcome to use the hashtag Narboth at Christmas and tagging Narboth Town Council in for their entry to be shared. And that's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. (laughs)
1: West Radio.
2: It's Paloma Faith on Pure West Radio, sounding really good for a Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. It's a big rugby Saturday with Wales playing England at Parker Scarlets later this afternoon. We'll talk about that. We'll talk football. We'll preview Haverford West County's trip to Carnarvon Town in the Cymru Premier. And we've got cricket to come as well. All on the show between now and... And nine o'clock... once again a very good morning your saturday starts right here with pure west radio and pure west sport through until nine o'clock and in this first part of the show i'm really pleased to be joined by my old mate bill Kahn. good morning bill how are you Hi Ben, all the better for seeing you Another Saturday, where does
3: the time go? I know,
2: final Saturday in November, Bill, as well. Yep. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's 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 yeah, flying by, it really is. Well, very good morning to you, good to be with you again today. Uh, plenty of sport to talk about, we're going to have a look at for West County's mm-hmm. long trip to Carnarvon very soon. And we've also got an interview coming up, Bill, that you've done with Martin Jones, so tell us about yeah. that.
4: Well, Martin is a cricket development officer for the county, so he's got specific duties in promoting uh cricket in in all aspects. You know, juniors; he's done a great uh, stuff with that, uh, with ladies' cricket, everything. But he's been terrific as well with the indoor cricket, and he's doing far more than his remit. I mean, he's at almost all the indoor cricket matches, and I bumped into him at last week's matches, and I thought it'd be lovely to talk to him because not only he could tell us a bit about his involvement with that but there was a nice little presentation ceremony i found myself part of when nail and cricket club have obviously put off their presentations for this year after their magnificent season but the one award that they insisted on making was to the uh, clubman of the year and there's no doubt that martin won the vote for that hands down because as well as his work with the county he does epic work there as well so nice little chance to find out about what goes on in and Nayland as well as it was Martin and Peter Davis in the uh, indoor league, which continues at pace this evening. Oh, it does, and, it and does. tomorrow and Monday.
2: Wow, plenty of games coming up. Yeah, so uh, today we've got uh, Fraser Watson's Clanranald back in action, haven't we? Uh, they're, yes. they're playing Hundleton and Nayland C uh, in action um, today. I don't
4: know whether will Fraser be team manager again, Bill? Do we know? He doesn't seem keen to play. I I can't work that out. Although I can really, it's a it's a a battle in the nicest way for what might well end up as a wooden spoon because all three of them I think are struggling to win games because they they they've come in now and they're young. I mean it's lovely to see and, uh see a very young side, San uh, Rien, very inexperienced side. So it's great that they're involved and. Uh, I applaud them for getting stuck in and they're enjoying their cricket. That's what comes. Right?
2: Oh, it, it definitely is. And I have to do a plug for, for pembrokeshiresport.co.uk because your oh, thank you. cricket league coverage has been excellent. You always have good pictures from, from behind the scenes when you, where you're able to go and all, all the latest reports as well. I, I think the coverage the indoor cricket league gets, Bill, it, it is excellent. Um, and, and yeah, I think you enjoy covering it as well, don't you?
4: Oh, I do indeed. I think it's terrific that um, it's going ahead again. I love, I love playing it when it started and I'd still enjoy watching it. Now, there's some good skills. Some of the clubs, for some reason, say, ah, it's not for us, it's not like outdoor cricket. Well, of course it's not. But it, it's practice for bowling, for fielding, and for playing some shots as well. And, and it gets boys together in a club, and that's what's important, I think.
2: Well, listen, good luck to the teams involved today. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to see them playing again today. So uh, that's to come. Also on the show, uh, we're going to talk to Bill in a few moments about Haverford West's long trip to Carnarvon. We've got Fraser Watson uh, coming on to, to talk about Swansea's game tomorrow against Nottingham Forest. And Fraser's going to chat about some of the, uh, the changes to the rugby rules, which will mean, uh, that as restrictions are, are just downgraded slightly, we might see some touch rugby in Pembrokeshire. Any reaction to
4: that, Bill? I still got my doubts about that. I'd love to see it. I, I mean, I suggested that from the very first time we you discussed did. it. It was poo-pooed a bit then because you've obviously got the problem of for people, you know, for touch rugby, it's very fast and very open. And rugby has all sorts of sizes and weights with people doing specific jobs. And some people uh, pundits say, well, the, the props won't want to play touch rugby, or will feel out of it i got a useful thing with that. i just say I have two categories of it. Think outside the box and have um, something like a, a weight, you know, uh, and up to so-and-so, and, uh, so the props and, and the second rows and uh, could play their own form of touch rugby. And that would be great fun. And, you know, there's, there's teams now of 20, Ben, so they, they can only play 10. Yeah, so they can actually have, you know, and enjoy that. It, it can be got round with a little bit of thinking. I hope it'll go ahead. Yeah, we'll get some views from Fraser on that
2: as well before nine. Uh, One game that won't be touch rugby is the Wales England game at four o'clock today. Uh, We've got Gordon Thomas coming on to talk about that. That's all before nine o'clock this morning. It's going to be a busy Saturday, and we've got it covered here on Pure
0: West Radio. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. Welcome to the VC Gallery Bridge Street Haverford West, a gallery that belongs to the community. You may have seen us on Bridge Street while out and about in town. On your first visit to the gallery, you'll find that instead of being devoted to the metropolitan art scene, we're devoted to you and your community.
5: Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 540 to the Patch update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year, here on Pure West Radio.
1: Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Follow me. Search for Pure West Radio.
6: La-way, 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 la-way. Ashes to ash and fog to fog No
2: Pure West Radio and that's David Bowie and Ashes to Ashes. I'm Ben Stone. 8 until 9 on a Saturday morning we do Pure West Sport. I've got my old mate Bill Khan with us and don't forget Pure West Sport, proudly supported by G&G Builders. Find out more at Pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. We are big supporters of Haverford West County here at Pure West Radio and today they are away to Carnarvon Town in the Cymru Premier League. They made the journey last night because, Bill, it's a long journey, isn't it? It's 140
4: Miles from Havering West to Carnarvon I thought it'd be even further if they if they go up the coast road. It might be that, but they've got to pick players up en route. So I'd be interested. I, I could have asked Wayne Jones. I, I spoke to him at a Zoom meeting last night. He's very positive, very sensible about the way things went last week and the disappointments. And he he won't brook any any sort of complaints or any excuses about the game they played badly. And he says that's it. It's gone. But I think there were slight excuses, I and mean, they hadn't played the week before. Some of them were recovering from COVID, and although they didn't have it bad, some of them were semantic you don't know how that uh, affected them. So they're going up there, um, say they, they went up uh, last night, they were uh, meeting, I had a meeting with Wayne at nine o'clock on Zoom, and he's very positive, they drew one all with um Carnarvon, when the team played, the teams played at the Bridge Meadow. So, Harvard West know they're well capable of holding their own against this team, who are actually in sixth place. The irony, man, if they'd beaten a Flint as they should have last week on form, they would now be just in the top half of the table themselves. So, it's that close, and it's no easy game. So, they're going up there tomorrow, and uh, I suspect there will be uh, some changes in the in the. Mm. Form the formation that they make, they usually do away from home, and and all their best formers come on the road,
2: isn't it? Yeah, well, good luck to the Bluebirds today. Yeah, uh, at 2.30, We'll be following that one closely. And just whilst we're talking, half of West County, it's the start of a busy period today, uh, because. No, no, no. Yeah, it really is. The games coming thick and fast as we head into December. So on Tuesday, let me just give you the the, the program that's coming up for yeah, the Brewers, cool. Bill. Yeah. Um, On Tuesday, that's the first December, have the Wester at home to Aberystwyth. Next Saturday, fifth December, home to Kef and Druids, and then Tuesday eighth of December, home to Barry Town United. So I, I get the feeling, Bill, when you and I are talking in a couple of weeks' time, we might have a pretty good indication of how the season's going on the back of those
4: three home games. Indeed. In a way, it's a little bit unfair they've got the three on the trot pen because they've been hastily rearranged the games. I understand why with the, uh, the league organisers, uh, because I think they want to make sure that games are played. They rearrange the, the uh, programme and, and they're trying to catch up with games that they've missed before. So these have been done in in a little bit of a hurry. So it's nice that we got three home games. I'll be able to watch those. But then later on in the season, when the pressure's on, they'll be away for a fair bit of time. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if you look at that Aberystwyth is as near as damn it. A, 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 Darby. a local derby, all, yeah, yeah. Always been games that were played on uh, Boxing Day and things like that. The club travelled up there, or Aber came down. There's always a good rapport with the supporters in that. Kevin Druids. I've only got four points, so nine games, so they have gotta beat them. No if so, but if they lose that, blimey. And then they've got another tough home game where they're playing Barry Town United who are fourth in the table mm. with uh, the, the Barry manager, Gavin Chichester, as the um... Chesterfield, Gavin Chesterfield. <laughs> oh yeah, I knew it was a town. <laughs> you knew it was a town I beginning could... with CH, yeah. I, I you know I could see you drinking out of that posh running bottle you got, and I was just <laughs> thinking if you were the tension. Uh, and that's going to be a, another tough one at home. So, Interestingly, as you, but I, I remember us
2: talking to Gavin Chesterfield when he yeah. got the Haber for West job, going back yes. yeah. 10 years, probably, Yeah, when he got and the job. He,
4: yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. In, an, in another 10 days, we could be saying, well, this is shaped very well. Or oh my mm. God, that is a setback. Certainly, um, if you said to me, what would I be looking for with that? I'd be chuffed if they got six points out of those three games at yeah. home six out of nine would be good okay bill um coming up next we're going to talk cricket aren't we
2: your interview with martin jones looking at the the really good work he's doing to to promote cricket of all abilities all age um male and female as well so we've got that interview coming up in just a few moments on the on this saturday morning and bill you'll be back with us monday evening between seven and nine and we're live on the facebook page from eight and we've got special guest phil Steele joining us
4: Yes, we have. I'm delighted. I contacted Phil. I've got to know him, speaking at functions with him over the years. He's one of the best after-dinner speakers I've heard. I have to say that. <coughs> and I just texted him and said, you fancy coming on for last week? But he was tied up with something. But it's lovely. He said, oh, I'll be... Uh, I can't come tonight, I'm very sorry, but I'd be delighted to come next week. So I've uh, got to send you his um, email address and uh, West Wales will set that up. So we'll have Phil on. Um, I advise people to read his book. It's a magnificent book. Mm. It's not the most easy, light-hearted book. There's some lovely moments, but it deals with his problems with... um, depression as well and and it's a magnificent book it really is
2: okay well i'm looking forward to that we'll, we'll talk rugby no doubt with film with sure we'll mention yeah. this afternoon's wales england game and, and just where that leaves the wales side as well uh bill we'll look forward to that your interview with martin jones coming up next back with us of course on monday have a really good sporting saturday and you back have a good day and all that she wants on Pure West Radio. Saturday morning, I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport until nine with G&G Builders. Find out more at PembrokeshireBuilders.co.uk. And as Bill told us just a few moments ago, he's been out and about this week for Pure West Sport talking about cricket here in Pembrokeshire.
4: The Indo league is now up and running in cricket. Everyone's delighted with that. The service area here is absolutely amazing. The hall for uh, the indoor cricket is stunning. I've never seen anything like it locally. And someone who's pleased with that uh, in a way because he's been busy is Martin Jones, who's a cricket officer for Pembrokeshire, but he's a nailing boy at heart here. Martin, you look at this, you must be chuffed.
7: Ben, it's absolutely superb. The the amount of work done by loads of people, and especially, I think I've got to mention Paul Miller, in getting this building and the hall in particular. It's immense. Oh, and to be fair, we've had the backing from the coaches, the old Coaches Association, the County Cricket Club, Cricket Wales and ECB, to get the nets where they are. They're state of the art. I'm I'm, I'm obviously biased, as you say, but they're, they're better then uh, Sapphire Gardens, mm, although they're only yeah. four. The, the lighting and the floor is absolutely superb.
4: One of the things i enjoyed the first time that I came here to have a chat to you and Peter uh, Davis, we'll talk about him in a minute, was that the Welsh Disability Boys are here. I saw Callum Power from Nayland there, I had a word with him. It's be, going to become the, the focal point for cricket in West Wales.
7: Yeah, it's it's great to have that inclusive nature with mm. uh, the Welsh Disability team uh, at a close in relationship with Les Rook. Randall, who's in charge for a number of years and was delighted to offer him our facilities, along with the new Cricket Wales West region, which encompasses the old Pembrokeshire and Carmarthenshire mm. region. They are starting in the new year, and it'd be great that the boys can benefit from the facilities here in Leyland.
4: So there we are, we've talked about the indoor, I can't, you know, I mustn't keep you too long, I'm aware of that, but let's talk about your role. You came into the job as cricket officer, as a former bank manager, I've always loved your cricket, your passion that you played, uh, you must be pleased with the way that's gone as well, I know everybody in Sport Permishat sings your praises, not too high, but sings your praises. Yeah,
7: and I tell you what, it's, it was a marvellous opportunity for me, having worked for over 40 years in the bank, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And then this window of opportunity came through with Sport Pembrokeshire and um, Cricket Wales via uh, Ben, mm. Matt Freeman and Kerry Shahal. And they're two great teams to work for, with uh, cricket at the forefront and Sport Pembrokeshire covering all sports in the county. Great this year, I've been able to help clubs with grants um, and hopefully all the cricket clubs have benefited there and We've we'll put the money to good use.
4: Yeah, we've talked about the Indo League now and we've talked about uh, the county setup up and uh, I- involved with Sport Permissure. What we haven't mentioned is your own individual performances and things you do in Naaland. And I've been really chuffed today to come here and see you receive the only one award that Naaland can give this year because of the virtual sort of reality stuff with that. And you've been chosen this year as the Clubman of the Year. Now, that you follow a lot of very... Honest, but very smashing. People
7: Chift? I'm absolutely well surprised, to be honest. That, well, I'm not. Uh, yeah, no. I, uh, Peter and uh, Robert just uh, grabbed me now, and it's it's absolutely tremendous. And thank Nayland for that.
2: And that's Pure West Sports' Bill Kahn talking to Martin Jones at the Nayland Cricket Hub for Pure West Radio. Still to come, well, before nine, we'll be talking rugby with Gordon Thomas. Wales versus England very much on Gordon's mind. We'll be previewing that game before nine o'clock. And on the way next... We'll be joined by Fraser Watson. Swansea go to Nottingham Forest on Sunday. We'll get Fraser's thoughts on that and also some news on some changes to the restrictions that means a form of rugby will soon be back in Pembrokeshire. We'll find out more with Fraser Watson next on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. (laughs)
0: For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers. Portfield, Haverford West on 07827445589
1: During lockdown, you might have been doing more exercise. Probably more eating. You've definitely been doing more listening. So now as more shops are reopening, it's time to treat yourself and revamp your radio
9: They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at
5: your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local, family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring.
2: That's Rick Astley and Together Forever. I'm Ben Stone. Thank you for joining us this morning on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Really pleased now to be joined by our own Fraser Watson to look ahead to Swansea's game... On Sunday, play tomorrow against Nottingham Forest. And this week, they actually drew on Wednesday against Tony Pulis's Sheffield Wednesday.
8: That's right. And it was a performance, actually, from Sheffield Wednesday, which smacked Tony Pulis. Um, they, they arrived in a bit of trouble, obviously. They had the six, well, the 12-point deduction now, now reduced to six. But they're still deep in the relegation zone, officially on six points. And they came and they were as organised offensively as they have been all season, mm. which of course is what Tony Pulis does. Swansea were disappointing though, Ben, that has to be said. It was um, a first half which really lacked spark. Andre Ayu was sitting on the bench. He wasn't, Steve Coop was obviously reluctant to use him. He has been nursing a knock since he came home from international duty and he had to throw him on at half-time reluctantly and Ayew then went on and did add a bit of spark and got the goal. Um, they were unlucky in the end. The goal disallowed a, a mad scramble in injury time, which really probably should have stood in hindsight but overall it's a pretty uninspired display I don't think they can complain about a point on the, on the balance of things. Yeah of course it was Liam Cullen
2: wasn't it who came off at half time we, we spoke about him quite a lot on um, Monday on, on Pure West Sport I'm sure he'll be disappointed to have come off but Andre Ayew obviously scored the, the, the goal in the second half um, was it just a case of, of just changing things around and Cullen was a bit unfortunate
8: really? Yeah, look, Lee, you know, Liam had started two consecutive games, which was obviously a positive thing for him. Um, he, he was hungry on Wednesday night. He was dropping deep and looking for the ball, but he was perhaps a victim of the fact that Swansea weren't really hitting each other Wednesday in the right areas. you know. And he, he was um, tra- trying to have to wander out of position almost to mm-hmm. get involved. And something needed to be changed. And- you know, obviously with Ayu coming on he's obviously going to be one of the forward players who was sacrificed and, and Liam was that and Andre it was justified decision Andre you then went and scored the equaliser so yeah it was a, it was a tough night for him but he has had two starts now and we just hope he can build on that So it leaves the Swans fourth in the table going into tomorrow's game against another team with
2: a, a new manager uh, Nottingham Forest now managed by Chris Houghton. I thought that was quite a smart appointment actually a midday kickoff uh, for Swansea tomorrow and they'll be looking to, to go there I know it's, it's never Easy to go to the city ground, but they'll be looking to go there to try and get at
8: least a point, or if not a win, I would say. Very much so. I mean, it's bad timing, but like Shepard we Sheffield Wednesday and mm. Chris Houghton, like you say, very smart championship appointment. His credentials, the track record in that league is brilliant. And um, they would probably rather have been playing Nottingham Forest, I dare say, a fortnight or three weeks mm. ago when they were looking to shambles. But no, look, we know the nature of the championship. The games come thick and fast. There's no, I know it's a cliche, there's nothing easy. You know, form fluctuates, results fluctuate throughout the season. But you know they they have bounced back from those. Just they only took one point in Norwich and Brentford, Swansea. I said they're unlucky for that. They've taken four now from the games since Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday. They're still fourth. It's still very mm. early days. They're three points off the top two, but they will. You're right. They're going to uh, Norwich on Sunday. They then go to Middlesbrough, which will be a tough game the following mm. Wednesday. Middlesbrough just behind them in the table. So three points on Sunday would be a huge boost and give them a little bit of a cushion ahead of going to go the Riverside as well. No, oh, certainly but, will. Um, yeah. There's no fresh injury blows from from Wednesday as well. That's been confirmed, so that's that's a major plus. As well. It's it's a bit of the
2: hokey-cokey table, really, isn't it? it it's, it's up and down. I think it will continue it to be. Is. Yeah, it and the is, championship yeah. always is, and in particular at the moment with no fans in. At the moment, that will change. We hope in, in the weeks to come, but it, it does look a bit like a yo-yo thing. Teams drop points here and there. I think Swansea will be pretty happy to still be, you know, in, in the playoff place. Thirteen games into the season, really.
8: You're absolutely right. I'd be you can see the top six now. I'd be amazed if that's the top six that finishes the season. Mm. We we saw that from last season. Swansea coming from nigh on mid table to finish sixth at the death. Um but interesting point about the fans there, Ben, because obviously we've had the tier restrictions mm. um announced in England today. There will be certain areas in the premiership, the championship, and below who mm. can have supporters. We yet to get clarification in Wales now from the Welsh government. Now up mm. to this point. Swansea and Cardiff have been given dispensation because they play in the English leagues mm. to to almost, you know, be alleviated from the from the rules, so to speak. But it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see what the Welsh government announces because if if all other sides in the championship are allowed fans in and Swansea and Cardiff aren't at home, mm. that's going to cause a little bit of resentment. So that could be an intriguing scenario that one. Yeah, Not yeah because I, I, the South Wales derby itself is, is coming up in the middle of December, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get
2: there. Yeah, that will be one to, to keep an eye on. OK, thanks for that, uh, Fraser. Let's just move to, to some rugby news that, that came out after our show on Monday that we anticipated might, might be on the horizon. But just, just yeah. explain what the rules are now in terms of a, a return
8: to a form of rugby, potentially for teams in Pembrokeshire and beyond yeah it was an interesting announcement this Ben as um, as we've discussed teams have been training on a non-contact basis with number restrictions Mm. having to put social distancing in place and that sort of thing the WIU have come out in a a webinar this week all clubs were invited to that and touch games against other clubs are now permitted Um, now again there's certain restrictions to them it's a maximum of 10 a side it's 20 minutes per half maximum and the rule of 30 still applies so you've got 20 players there and then you've got room for ten officials and subs and, and what else have you so it's not so much I don't think the fact they're allowed to play touch rugby that's been seen as a major positive or a step forward in fact from liaising with temperature clubs in the last couple of days there hasn't been a, a great surge so to speak of teams arranging fixtures or, or reveling in the fact they can play a game of touch rugby the reality is you're not going to get teams travelling too far to do that but what it is is a major step forward because it's another step closer with the return, the return to mm. play and, and the contact training, which you know they crave being allowed to do, and also a significant side note as well, teams can now use um, tackle bags and tackle shields in training. So while you can't have the person-to-person contact, you can simulate it, so to speak. And that really will is a major step now. That will ramp up training and the intensity of training for a lot of clubs. So I don't think it's so much the fact they're allowed to play touch rugby, which is a real positive here. It's the fact that it mm. is seen as as a step closer to playing again yeah. and training at a greater level of intensity.
2: Yeah, you, you can see that. It's a positive step in the right direction, no, no doubt about that. Do you, do you see many teams will take this up as, as the weeks go on, Fraser? Do you, how do you think it will work? Or, or do you think th- it might th- just be a training thing? Or
8: I, or I think it'll certainly be a training thing. I think mm. teams team will certainly utilise playing touch in training. I think you will perhaps get a... Um, a couple of clubs who, who will travel down the road just for a fun game but again Ben I don't know if you ever tried refereeing a game of touch rugby it's pretty hard to police right? and um, you know I would say if, if Langham playing the West or Milford yeah. are playing Pembroke or someone in, and you're asking the boys to, to ref themselves fairly good luck with that one but yeah. uh, no certainly you can hit the nail on the head there it'll certainly be utilised in training just teams to be able to, to get around running a ball running lines running yeah. angles that sort of thing again so like I said I, I, I may be proved wrong club's may you know look to, to take each other in fixtures but i i think it'll be something that's more utilized in, in training and working towards getting back playing yeah
2: indeed okay well let's let's keep an eye on that because it, it will be interesting if this just kicks a bit of other uh return to rugby stuff in, in, into play really because i know our clubs are desperate for it aren't
8: they they are and they have announced at wru that the next step will be contact training and um, mm. There has been no timescale put on that. My suspicion is we'll be in this return to phase protocol for a good few weeks, if not months, Mm -hmm. um, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. But now we are just one step away from, like I said, that contact thing. But um, you have to bear in mind again, Ben, that once that contact starts, there's then a mandatory six-week period before any games would be allowed to take place. And that's a minimum period. Mm -hmm. So I still would say we're a significant period away from a 15 a side game of rugby and blood and thunder and contact and the rest of it but Mm. we are a step closer and it has just given teams that little bit more leeway okay that's
2: good news for a saturday morning fraser thank you very much for being with us and we'll look forward to hearing from you again on monday evening from seven on pure west sport thanks for your time no problem look forward to monday man Today morning, it's Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire. That's Queen and crazy little thing called love. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport until 9 o'clock when Frank Talking takes over. And we're joined now by Gordon Thomas to talk all about the Wales-England international at Parker Scarlets later on this afternoon. But first of all, I wanted to talk to Gordon about Gary Speed, because yesterday marked nine years to the day since Gary Speed passed away. The legendary former Wales manager and player. And Gordon actually attended the game between Swansea and Aston Villa on the day that the news broke that Gary had passed away. Gordon actually was at that game reporting on it with our own Fraser Watson. And Gordon, I just want to take you back to to just recap what it was like as you arrived at the game that day.
9: Uh, it's the most surreal day going to a football match that I can ever recollect. When. Um, Gary Speed, as we know, was a phenomenal footballer. Uh, He was actually the Wales national team manager when he departed. Um, He was uh, so well thought of in the football fraternity he was a great player great manager but on that particular afternoon it was a Sunday I remember it well uh, Ben Fraser and I drove to the ground parked up and was walking to the ground and we were filled with excitement looking forward to a a Premier League game between uh, Aston Villa and Swansea and when we we went into the the press room it, it was like a, a deadly silence really you know it was surreal in there and we both looked at each other and wondering what was going on uh fraser peeled his eyes on um former Wales manager uh, Bobby Gould, mm. who was there probably doing television commentary or whatever, and he was in floods of tears, and we couldn't work out whether something had happened inside the ground or, or you know, we knew it was something serious. When we took our place in the stadium, in the press boxes, um, there was an announcement in the ground that uh, shook the whole place, uh, that Gary Speed had uh, sadly passed away. Um, it it was really, you know, the fans one minute were chanting, and, you know, and the next thing, they were all sort of silent mm. and mm. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. Um, and then the teams came out. Um, in hindsight, the game probably shouldn't have gone ahead. And there were a number of Wales internationals uh, playing for both sides in that game. But one player in particular, uh, I, I saw that really shook me, was Shay Given, the uh, goalkeeper for Aston Villa that day. He was a teammate of Gary Speed when they were mm. at Newcastle together. And you, he just was uncontrollably crying. And his teammates were consoling him, you know. And this is before a Premier League game. It's one of the, the saddest um, days that I can ever, ever remember in mm. uh, football. And yeah. you know, uh, and it's so sad to lose somebody so young who yeah. had who, who fulfilled his football career, but didn't fulfil his management career. I'm sure he would have gone on and done some great things. I think um, I,
2: I think Gordon, the great things the Wales team have gone on and done since is because of the work Gary Speed put in. I firmly believe that because he did lay the foundations for I think Chris Coleman definitely. coming in in difficult circumstances, but taking that side to Euro 2016. I, I think that's a, a really a fitting tribute to, to Gary Speed and a proud Welshman um, and I'm sure he would have had one eye on a rugby match between Wales and England today Gordon um, Parker <laughs> Scarlets the venue and um, I'll be keeping you a close eye on it. For, for oh well, We'll be cheering on different sides, I'm sure, later. Although I have a big soft spot for the Wales rugby team. I have to admit that. I always have. So I, I always like watching Wales versus England. Um, and yeah. what, do you, what do you make of today? Um, tell us about Ooh. the Wales side, first of all. Yeah,
9: Wales-England games are always big affairs, aren't they? But they the, um, are. Wales, Wales come into this game, um, you know, the unfancied side and England are the top dogs, let's be honest. They've been playing brilliantly under Eddie Jones. Uh, Wayne Pivock has made eight changes to the team uh, to face England this afternoon, Ben. Four changes in the back line. Liam Williams is replaced by Lee Halfpenny at fullback. Josh Adams is preferred to Johnny McNichol on the wing. There is a new half-pack pairing again, Ben. Lloyd Williams and Dan Bigger. Lloyd Williams is the son of Bryn Williams, who I mentioned last week, is uh, having a start. He's got a lot of experience. He's quick around the uh, base. He's got a good service. We need to up the tempo against England today if we're going to have any chance of beating uh, them. Beating in the pack, Wales have, uh, uh, are starting at hooker with Ryan Elias this week. Uh, he comes in for Elliot D to form an all-scarlet front row. With teammates wynne Jones and Samson Lee uh, playing at prop, so uh, they they'll be up against the the English front row who will uh, you know more than match it, match them. It's going to be a real tough affair this afternoon. Also, uh, Alan wynne Jones returns as captain in place of Seb Davis uh, in the second row. Uh, two further changes in the back row Shane Lewis Hughes and Falatau return in place of Tipperick and Aaron Wainwright. Um, James Botham switches from blindside flanker to openside for his second cap. And uh, on the bench, we have front row cover Elliot D, Reese Carey, Thomas Francis, with Will Rowlands and Aaron Wainwright uh, completing the forward contingent. Reese uh, Webb, Callum Sheedy, Owen Watkins provide the black, uh, backline cover, mate. So um, mm. it's going to be an interesting afternoon.
2: Yeah. Mm. It is prediction, Gordon. Prediction for the game?
9: Well, obviously, my heart says Wales again, <sighs> Ben. But realistically, it will be a, a, an England victory, I think. And I hope it isn't a Tonkin. I just hope Wales keep in touch and improve as they did last week against Georgia. They did improve. They didn't concede. Uh, I just need them to cons- uh, to really secure their line out and scrumble and be a little bit quicker around the first and second phases of play and be menaces in the contact play. We need to scrap for every bit of possession we can get.
2: Just to finish, Gordon, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about Wales, England on Monday night's show, and we'll yeah, see who, we'll see who's that. smiling I, I, if Wales or, win. Or I want, love for
4: Wales.
2: I know. Yeah. Um, what we should finish yeah. with though is a word for Nigel Owens because he uh, is yeah. going to be yeah. taking charge of his 100th test, isn't he today? What.
9: What an achievement. Uh, You know, referee Nigel Owens will become the first referee to take charge of 100 tests when uh, he officiates this afternoon in the match between France uh, versus Italy. He refereed in the 2015 World Cup final, as well as several European club uh, finals. But believe it or not, Ben, his first game in charge was in 1987 uh, in a school's county under 15s game which was between Camarthen and who who else? Pembrokeshire. Wow. Pembrokeshire. Yeah. It, Incredible.
2: Yeah, he's I think he's he set the standard hasn't he? He he's a oh, really definitely, really good definitely. ref. Um and best we wish we wish ever him well. Ever. And and do you know everyone in his home village has been given free Amazon Prime to celebrate it. Do you know that? I didn't realize that. Ben. Yeah. He lives in um Munitha Garrick, doesn't he? Near Cross Hands. That's right. Um, yeah, and they've yeah, given them all yeah. they've given them all free Amazon Prime because the game's on Amazon Prime. So it's they, on
9: Amazon Prime tomorrow yeah. afternoon.
2: <laughs> they, they've, got okay. it, they've got it okay. free. Well listen, Gordon, um, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You are back with us on Monday between seven and nine. We'll be live on Facebook between eight and nine for some good debate. We've got Phil Steele joining us as well for a chat. Excellent. I'm sure we'll be talking Excellent. rugby with Phil and, and reflecting on Williams yeah. England.
9: Yeah. yeah. You have a great weekend. Yeah, and you, Ben, have a great uh, weekend. Look forward to speaking to you on Monday evening.
2: We'll look forward to that. Thank you, Gordon. And I will see you on Monday evening, seven until nine on Pure West Radio. We're live on the Facebook page between eight and nine for Pure West Sport where we do the second half. And our special guest is top rugby presenter, Phil Steele. Get ready to start Saturday with a big smile on your face with Frank talking. He's on the way after the latest news for Pembrokeshire at nine o'clock. Have a brilliant weekend. (laughs)
1: For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio.
0: With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. First Minister Mark Drakeford has announced reinforcements to the current coronavirus regulations in Wales in order to give us all some headroom before Christmas. In an announcement on Friday, Mr Drakeford said that the Cabinet had taken advice from Sage and was concentrating on its efforts